Fast to Bordeaux, bravely in the lead from Coolangatta. Coming through is Fireburn with a big run off the fence and Fireburn charges home and gives Gary Portelli second golden sliver. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm joined in studio by Walt, who's been wallowed by, uh, with Surefire last week. I keep going to, you put it in as a tip. I come in here and said, this is a Surefire wallet. This is why you can't <laughs> tip this horse. And then I've somehow I've been lumped with it as a tip when we got the pure example of what he loves to do second up. And it went like a rocket. And I'm sure third up, it'll probably win a group one. And that's when you do get the super wallet. It's like the, the, jams you first up. Jams your second up, jams it right up your third up. Great mm. stable. Fascinating to see what happens. A little mm. bit of an each-way play there from all. I'm still not sure what he's talking about. But uh, how's uh, Melbourne town? I hear it's uh, spring has sprung down there. Beautiful weather all week. And Scooty jumps on the plane, the Savo. It's going to absolute uh, SHIT. DK. Bit of rain, bit of rain down here, bit of rain, bit of rain floating around. Benigo's just been abandoned. But, oh, mate, a lesser man wouldn't be here, Nico. A lesser man wouldn't be here. Can't back a winner. I've got a filthy big sty right in my eye here that it even hurts to blink. But, you know, I'll take one for the team. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here for the, pe- for the people. So, um, anyway, yeah, no. Yeah, we've got rain. I thought, oh, beautiful. Looked at the can't, can't back a winner, but uh, look, you know, you get out of bed, you bounce back the next day. And it's like, oh, Swan Hill, Bendigo, Echuca, all my neck of the woods. All joints are like betting that. And there's 30 mils of rain forecast northwest in Victoria. So that's, that's good when Bendigo's off. Swan Hill's going to go from good four to. God knows what tomorrow, and we'll see what happens. But anyway, Nick, how are you going? You're coming off a good day yesterday, so you can you can spark things up. Yeah, we had we had a good start today, DK. We we had the ham and cheese, tomato toast. We did. Cafe. They are elite. They are grouse. Yeah, so we we are up and about, Scooty. We've had the grouse, ham, cheese, and tomato toasty from the joint on the corner here. That is, they are very very good. We're both connoisseurs of that. Uh, we we haven't got to the track scran segment yet, but uh, yeah, very good, very good, Nico. Good start to the good start to the morning. DK, you should be up at a bit. I'm tipping you got a big futures ticket. Mr. Brightside's been your horse since day dot. This horse looks like it's uh, going to win a Cox Plate. Me, me futures, me, me, me. Anyway, but, uh, I'll see his what he's. Um, I'll see his old the old David Hayes. I asked him the other day because they said should he should he go to the Cox Plate? Should he go to the Caulfield Cup? And he said definitely go to the Cox Plate. I mean, I had a look at the uh, Top Sport market for that, and he, I think there's Zaki and Animo on him. They're the only three in single figures, I think. So. Um, Yep, so he's got those to beat, whereas you go to the Caulfield Cup, you don't know what you're racing against. He said, take on who you know. So, um, But anyway, but it was a barrier trial the other day, wasn't it, Mr. Brightside? Nico, barrier trial, yeah, what'd they go? 14 links below on the punting form yeah. for the first 600 or to the 600. Or time in the quickest, I think, last yeah, four and so two of the day. Did, so. I mean, it's good, yeah, it's good from a horse who's going to get over ground to be able to... Did, we didn't learn anything from no, it, though, did we? No. no. So, yeah, not at all. So um, it was a barrier trial. The Melbourne Cup and Caulfield Cup noms come out. So, DK, I'm tipping you haven't uh, had a look through any of them. Not much that I can see that tickles the fancy this far out. I didn't. I didn't, Scoot. Of course. I mean, you, you were just trying to dig one in the ribs there. You knew I wouldn't have <laughs> looked at them. But I did go and have a look because it was on the run sheet. I did go and have a look at the top sport um, markets, which are more relevant than the bloody noms, uh, just to peruse and see what's there and uh, – I saw, um, I mean, the Melbourne Cup, the top three are imports. So it's just a snooze fest as usual. All the horses at the top of the market wouldn't have a clue who they are. The only bloke who likes them is that Rory Flanagan bloke. He's obsessed with overseas form. And then um, the Caulfield Cup, uh, well, the Douay, uh, the Douay's favourite, and um, Mr. Brightside was actually Mr. Brightside and Shawpire were equal picks. And one's won by six links and one got beaten six links last week. So it just shows uh, how things can change. And they're not, <laughs> they've not locked in yet which way they're going. They're sort of still, Cox Plate's still in their mind as well, which... Seems a bit strange, but he's been getting advice that that's the way to go. Mm, ducks and drakes. I'm interested to see who goes where. Nico, is there 
Is there anything that you've sort of nibbled or uh, taken your fancy since Tuesday? Any surprise uh, backers? Not really. Um, I didn't really have a good look at him either. The only horse I've backed in the cup so far is Interpretation, who actually runs on Saturday. Gets the blinkers on, but he's drawn the car park, so I don't even know if he will go around. And if he does, he might be um, set a bit of a task. But, yeah, the, it's not really cup season yet, is it? you kind of got to get to Turnbull Day and those kind of days before you can figure out the cups. Whereas, you know, this Saturday, you know, Maccabi Diva Deep, um, Stakes Day, you know, would that be grace? That's And last week with the Fiend, that's sort of a bit more of a guide towards your Cox Plates and those kind of races and Zaki first up. But the, figuring out the cups is still still a good month away before you can really sink your teeth into them. Like a Kareng jump out, isn't he? Interpretation, a Kareng jump out. Just did he the old Paddy Payne jump? Didn't he just go yeah. there to stretch the legs? Just... I, I did hear that Kareng track was extremely heavy. Was so it? I'd be forgiven anything that jumped out there. Apparently, it was, you just couldn't pick your legs up. So <laughs> I wouldn't be looking too much into that one. Uh, the training methods these days, I'm like, you know, just take them all. Just just for tripping the float and I mean, Paddy Payne. I mean, he took a couple of those. Just did it, beat my hundred yards. <laughs> But they just go there for, for the day out. It's uh, interesting stuff. And uh, Billy Egan, obviously, uh, is on the sidelines as well. So hopefully he's recovering. But uh, speaking of Turnbull Stakes Day, we've got a big betting tournament. I've spoken about this a couple of times on the show. We've finally lined up all the boys to have a bit of a crack. And this one is going to be an absolute beauty. So it's going to be two race days and it's going to be two weeks apart. So we're going to have a semi-final set up with four teams uh, fighting it out. So there'll be A, B versus C, D. So we've got uh, four candidates. And then uh, whoever qualifies in the semi-final, we've just got a graphic up on screen now, so we're going to call it Little Birdie Master Punner 2022. So we'll have two teams fighting it out on Turnbull Stakes Day and Epsom Day, which is a massive, massive uh, day there, so no excuses for not being able to find a winner, and it looks like a pretty fair setup there. And then the grand final will be on Caulfield Cup and uh, Everest Day there. So um, it's going to be a beauty. So we've got Mark Lamborn from Racing Rant. He'll uh, rep his side there. We've got Walt. Uh, who's in the studio with me? And then we've got John, Johnny uh, Johnny McLeod will be there, and then we've got uh, the new Smokey. We've got uh, Anthony Don, who's been uh, on fire with Donny's best. So you'll be able to buy into uh, all of these guys' banks, but it'll be limited. So we'll cap the banks, but you can uh, back your punter in. And I think it's going to be a pretty interesting uh, concept. This because we've had Bet Doctor versus Arant. Uh, that was a, a good little setup there. I think we got the gong on the first occasion and. I think uh, it'll be just interesting to see how the guys manage the banks and then I guess how they bet against each other and I think we'll put some caps around how many bets you're allowed to have. But um, just to make sure that the boys are trying, I'll tell you what, the guys at Top Sport have done a great job here. They've put up a massive prize. Obviously, we've got a US Masters golf trip lined up for next year. It's almost sold out. I think I've got one or two tickets to go. But Top Sport have been kind enough to uh, to put up a, basically a $20,000 prize for the punter that wins this um, this little tournament. So whoever's master punter out of those four teams, one of you boys will be going to uh, Augusta. How do you feel about that, Walt? Well, where's it go? Oh, no, I know. I'm only following the live tour now. Can we get a live tour rent? Is it too late to change <laughs> it in? They may not have Augusta the way they're going this year. We may have actually stopped Augusta, which could be a great effort. But no, honestly, yeah, well, it's the holy grail for any any punter. We may not see Cam Smith there from what I'm told, but um, or a few of the Aussies leashmen. But uh you know, it should be good, and I think all the streams so far have been sort of examples of how people handle different situations, how we sort of try and make the best of whatever we get thrown in front of us and manage it the way we normally would, but this is a little bit more. This is aggressive. Yeah, it should be more aggressive, and probably people should take that to account when they're, they're coming into it, but we've sort of done that by capping the banks and, and that sort of thing, but it's, um, yeah, there'll be no doubt that. This will be the hardest you'll ever swing. 
Well, depending how the day goes, is if someone will be, be tactical, at the end of what they, it'd be very unlikely that you know someone will be having something small on the last if they're a long way behind. You know, they'll be trying to find a way. So um, yeah, everyone take that into account. But it should also make it a little bit more exciting. And uh, yeah, the, the day's racing should be should, should be good. Like you say, we're going to have plenty of options. So bring it on. All right, we've got a little graphic here. Uh, Walt sort of rattled me a bit. I thought I'd have him. I was going to do it the old-fashioned way, draw paddle pop sticks, but he's got this uh, magical duck race uh, machine that you can find on the internet. If you Google duck race, you can generate any duck race that you like. So bear with us here. But what we're going to do is we need to draw the semifinals. So who plays who in week one? doesn't matter week two because it'll just be whoever progresses from the semifinals. So we've chosen Walt's lucky number of 23 seconds. So we've named all these ducks here. So duck one's Walt, Mark Lamborn's in uh, three, Macbeth's in two, and then, uh, uh, sorry, number two, and then Donnie's number four. So whoever's first across the line will play fourth in the in the semi, and then the second and third across the line in the duck race will uh, play each other. So it's uh, it's going to be a riveting 23 seconds. It'll be like watching paint dry. I'm just going to tell you, if I'm last here, it's over. Because I'm the strongest fishery here, and I, but if I sort of jump too hard and over overspend and get keen in the run, I probably will knock up. So well, but if you, I'm last, I'll be winning. You might win the duck race and then just get barreled out. Week I'm one. actually more excited about the duck race than I am the tournament or Augusta. Just quietly. So if I get beat here, I may just leave. Okay, so this is computer generated, so there's no rot or anything. So let's let's see see how we Who's go. DK tipping before well, it starts. I think DK Nico might have to call the duck race. I tell you what, they're going to be slow out of the gates here. I'll leave it up to the boys in Melbourne to figure out who. But um, <laughs> let's see who's going to battle on Turnbull Stakes Day. As I said, first duck across the line will play fourth, and two and three can uh, be on the other side of the draw. Ready? Are you ready, DK? Excited? I oh, sorry, we need press play. We have uh, been talking <laughs> over the top of this racing this time. We need a Travier, mate. You, you you want to be race caller like your brother? No, nope, definitely not. Racing well, that's a, a fairly level dispatch. As they get quickly destroyed, and it looks like Donnie's uh, jumped to the front by uh, maybe a half length. Here comes Lamborn. Lamborn's at the front from Donnie. Backbet getting home late, and Walt Cactus at the rear, oh, as he good. as was predicted. Oh, this is good. Lamborn beats Macbet, so it's, uh, it's looks an all Sydney versus all Brisbane affair. Going to get the placings then. Was uh, Lamborn, Macbet, Donnie, Walt? Yeah, I think it's, you had to uh, get quick to get those four placings, Scoot. But they just nah. concentrate on the winner there. I've got that. I think you throw so that I think it's Mark Lamborn against uh, John Walter on mm. one side of the drawer, and All then it's uh, Macbeth versus. I uh, want to be race caller? That was disrespectful. Your brother's a very fine race caller. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh. that's, that's, that's probably going to yeah. be the highlight of the show. I would have thought. Uh, the rest the of the show is just garbage show. now. But uh, <laughs> we've uh, we've set the semi final. So this is a, a oh, that's exciting, isn't it? So you got Mark Lamborn from Racing Rant who are very much uh, Sydney-based partners, and so is Walt, obviously. And then you've got Max Macbeth, the Queenslander, versus Donnie, who he's probably a Queensland specialist, but he does dabble uh, here, there, and everywhere. And I'm, oh, everyone's got uh, tentacles and connections all across uh, the industry. So I think uh, they're great semifinals, and there'll only be one winner, and uh, one of these lucky guys will be uh, going to Augusta. And we've got something also about to drop probably tomorrow. So... If you want to go to Augusta yourself, uh, we're going to do a little prize draw and we'll announce it tomorrow. Um, and for a very small fee, you buy a raffle ticket and you might be able to go to Augusta for uh, 50 bucks. So that would be a great gift for someone if someone's birthday's coming up or you've forgotten Father's Day or want to buy a Christmas gift for your old man. For 50 bucks, you'll be able to um, get him a, a wild card in to go to Augusta. So that would be pretty cool. None of my mates or family can win it. But um, 
half his birthday next Friday, mate, if you're worried. So you can get him a couple of tickets and we'll be right. <laughs> I'll bring you to Augusta. Okay, so just head to uh, littlebirdie.tv if you want to have or hear any more information about jumping into the stream. And then, again, if you want to enter the uh, the draw and the raffle for a trip of a lifetime to Augusta to go watch uh, the 2023 US Masters, it'll be a week-long trip and it'll be just absolutely off its head. So got a massive uh, month up ahead, but uh, as we said, Turnbull Stakes Day is not until I think uh, the first of October, and then the grand final will be on uh, Caulfield Cup. So it's the uh, the fifth. So I've got to back up the day after my fortieth straight into this. You're a good people. You're good people. Oh, you don't drink. I might. That's that. right. What are you going to do? Oh, I have too much lemonade. You might. It might work. Wait. What about the preparation time? <laughs> what am I not allowed to celebrate with my family? Oh, the excuses are coming already. You rattled. You got Perla first up, and you rattled. You're kidding. Well, like you've got a one in four chance to. Win a twenty thousand dollar prize and he's blowing like all those live streams we did, Nico, and then another no prizes. You know, he wants to blow about bloody. Yeah, there's no invite for us in this little competition. <laughs> was there? No one in four for chance us. for twenty thousand. He should be climbing over himself to get there. You offering a price one in four? Am I? <laughs> he's trying to sandal you as well. I'm getting three to one. <laughs> DK, just what 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 you say here? Because I think the next one might be a. Uh, Country uh, Victoria circuit. We might. I'm uh, just. Are they on my oh, team? Oh, yeah, now you're talking. Are the boys talking. down there on my team. Are they? Are they helping me? Or what, what's going on? We've spoken. We haven't, we haven't got a. We haven't got a victory cheer for, have we, Nico? No. DK can do between, the two got a maidens between today. Mexico and the banana benders. Can we be brought? I can be brought. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> some, some you don't even spend. You got five hundred dollar voucher that's been sitting there three months. <laughs> I haven't needed it. <laughs> <laughs> there will be a couple of trick shots here, so uh, it'll be. Definitely entertaining uh, stuff. So, how far out can we play all ups? Can I start from now? Just start feeding things into uh, the first of October. Final fields. So yeah, yeah, we'll lock the banks early, and then uh, once final fields come out, and once I saw, once we level all the banks up, might be Thursday night or something like that, or Friday, and then you guys can sort of let rip from there. But um, it'd be be tricky. We'll have to put on a TV show. DK, you might you might come in on the Saturday for the uh, semi final and stir them up on the couch. Yeah, that'll be me. Yeah, that might be my gig. Yep, get on the drink and. Flare up a bit. <laughs> bit of content. All right. It's going to be uh, beauty, and it's brought to you by Top Sport and Punning Form, the ultimate uh, comparison tool. It's got the class benchmark, sectionals, uh, dual norms, black book. It's got a lot. Uh, Nico and I uh, swear by it. As you can see, you can uh, see if Mr. Brightside was a walking race or how fast he went versus other times historically. So uh, you can see if your eyes have indeed lied or not. Uh, track screen at track screen on Twitter. This is a beauty. We've got uh, a couple of absolute corkers here. Gil Gandra, which is I don't know, maybe 100 k's north or so of Dubbo. They do free steak sandwiches, Ooh. water, and soft drink from everyone. That that's a steak sandwich. Yeah, there's a bit of steak under there. It looks like a uh, filthy little bit of Scotch fillet, onions, and it could be butter or mustard on the top. That's all right for free. It's free. Well, free it's overpriced. Hey, it's overpriced. I'll eat that. You just rip a bit of the fat off, and I'd eat. That looks like, and I know he's a you know a man of the past, but that looks like a leftover mug meal. I'd eat it. DK would. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd love that sort of stuff. The old fashioned country barbecue, and the onions. The onions are the trick there. I mean, that'd look pretty plain if it was just a bit of Joe Blake. But um, got onions. You need you know onions elevate everything. If you go to a sausage sizzle, hamburger, sausage, everything, you got to put the onions. Um, they elevate it, and then as you get older, Nico, you know. You've got, to, you've got to reach for the mustards, you know, as your tastes develop and things like that. So, um, yeah, just all that stuff can was be that like like a, What was that? Was that? So he's, he's hosing everyone today. He's just told Nico that his taste buds haven't developed yet. <laughs> no, all the young young blokes, you know, you push the boundaries as you get older. I put 
and chili on everything now. And oh, the anchovies. Mustard, Are we still in the flavor bomb? Anchovies, yeah. That's what happens when you get older, mate. You, you got to you got to ramp things up. You evolve. You evolve. Yeah. You evolve. I tell you what, there's a few people there's a few people campaigning for free entry into race courses, but I think you just need to flip it around and say, okay, we'll still pay you ten dollars entry, but we'll we'll offer a free spread. I think Gil Gil Gander are ahead of their time. Well, <laughs> not if you watch their races. Have you ever watched it? And if you Cole calling them, oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, this is, maybe they're ahead of their time in a few ways, but they're uh, they're stuck in the eighties. But anyway, Wyong gets the gong here. The winner is the Gosleme. It's a beef, cheese, and spinach. Twelve bucks at Wyong. I went through the comments. I, I think there was about twenty people that sampled this one. That looks unbelievable. And uh, someone tagged me in and said, "Mate, have a look at this." And I said, that, "That wouldn't be out of place at South Melbourne Vic Markets or any of the quality uh, markets." That's that's an absolute cracker. Slice of lemon. I love that sort of shit. I love it. Anything like it. Seems, seems to be the out wide joints that seem to have all the good stuff. Like, yeah. There's yeah, no one posting yeah, anything yeah, from yeah. the city tracks. What a shock. What a shock. Is yeah. anyone going? All the country <laughs> tracks. It seems like more people are going to the country tracks than the city. Like there's barely any posts. We had your pizza the other day, Nico, and it's been, well, the medallion bar at Caulfield seems well attended. But apart from that, I don't know that anyone's going to the races. I still, I still need confirmation for uh, Glenn Pollitt's three-quarter sandwich out of Randwick, yeah. whether that's a true <laughs> story or not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no comment. Manscaped twenty uh, percent off. I haven't got any product in my hand. It's probably because I've uh, I've done a uh, a full shave down for my trip to Melbourne. Twenty percent off using uh, the code Little Birdie, so you can get the pills sorted now that uh, winter's over. Or well, it's it's over up here. It's beautiful up at the Gold Coast, but uh, <laughs> it, it just never ends down in Melbourne. So make sure you, uh, you go to the manscaped.com shop. Twenty percent off using the code Little Birdie and uh, get around them. Today's show is Donnie's Good. Uh, two nice placings at odds last week, I thought. Bit stiff with Sue style, half missed a kick, then had to kick up. I think it got out to big odds late. And then Transformation, the other tip that he uh, picked was 17 into about $8. And I think it just ran into a pretty uh, smart one there or a horse ready to roll. And I think it fell in for a place for memory. So I think you got four bucks to place, Transformation. It was about 800 bets ago for you, Well, 800 races ago, not many bets, but yeah, deepest creepers. A huge day this uh, Saturday with the run to the rose uh, cracking. A few question marks over uh, a couple of the Portelli runners resuming, and then you got Best of Bordeaux. Is he ready this week, or is he still a run away? Very disappointing first up at the shorts, and then you got Top Sport Steamers. Linga Beast got really close. Great bet last week. That was five hundred at thirteen. It was Hammerdale. It was ten dollars into six fifty. So if you blink, you sort of you miss that one. I was sort of seeing what the market did, and then whoosh went off. Bit of intent, well, yeah, and then there was that thing of Willie Pikes. There's some huge moves there last week, wasn't it? Just because that sort of it, the track took a lot of horses out of play, and the, and the markets these days they don't move like you say they don't move ten to eight is a good move. Ten to four dollars is a move, you know. Like it's a it's a different world, but uh, yeah, a couple of them landed. Willing was a bit stiff, wasn't it? Just worked pretty hard outside lead and, and bone and muscle kick back, Timmy. Too good. Beat the Dr. Lays of the Week. We've got another one scratch, Montefilia, scratch D Payne. He was pretty skating, I thought, yesterday, D Payne, about the uh the track. I didn't hear him. Uh, he's a he's a pretty straight shooter though. He mm. doesn't pull many punches. Um and he, he doesn't like being jabbed himself. So he's a funny cat, but um doesn't surprise me if he was a grumpy smurf. Mm. He said it yeah, he, he rubbished the track, so uh that's why Montefilia was saved for another day. We got uh, a cracker this week, Flemington, and uh, Nick, I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Mackay made mistakes, as he said, a uh, bit of a turning point for uh, the Cox Plate horses and horses maybe on a uh, Caulfield Cup path kicking off or even some uh, Melbourne Cup aspirants. But uh, 
make sure you uh, check out Top Sport, best of the best, and they're going to do odds to win 5,000 on all the group ones. So that's where you need to play. Uh, make sure you support the local bookies, which is Top Sport. Nico, uh, Flemington track this week. You mentioned rain. How uh, how do you think it's going to uh, fare? Uh, so a bit of rain around today, but it looks of it and probably tomorrow, but um, it's had some really good drying days. So the, I think the track's probably closer to a four than a five at the moment. Um, I'd be expecting it's at, at least a five on Saturday and could even get to a four later in the day would be sort of my thoughts. But um, I think most likely soft five on Saturday. Got me excited. Everyone was telling me it's going to be a heavy track. Like, yeah, always drying. known as drying well. But, um exceptionally well. Yeah. It's not I think the, the key to it is it's, it's a lot drier at the moment than, say, like Mooney Valley was last week when they copped all the rain or things like that. Like it's it's borderline a four now. So the way it drains, it'll probably just stay in that sort of area, which is good. Good for a big day out at uh, HQ. Keen. Mm-hmm. Should be a cracker. I'm going to uh, go to the races. I'm not a big fan of going, but I'm going to go. You're going to Flemington? Yep. Shaq going to be there? Nikki. Shaq? Nikki from Sacconi's, and we're going to go to Sacconi's for dinner that yeah. night, so I haven't got brushed this What about time. Tommy's new girl? Who? Phoebe or whatever her name is. Or Phoebe. Something. We might take the races and uh, show her the ropes. I think you're going to have to get a pretty hammered to get Tommy across the line, but that's just my feeling. Tommy who? Tommy the big Bertha bloke up here. What's his name? Henjack. Yeah. Turbo. You, you just Turbo. giving him up, haven't you? Huh? Hey? No, hasn't he been <laughs> sliding into the DMs? Hasn't he been having a shot at the title? <laughs> you were horrible with secrets. And then... How is that a secret? Yeah, well, I just don't know. He's no chance, so it's not a secret. <laughs> then you've had to drop it on him that he's Miss Universe or something and Tommy slides back to the end of the queue. All right, so he's Stick with Bertha. Don't tell Bob any secrets because Tommy Henjack's going to be uh, up in my grill after giving him up there. What about? Okay. He, he's good. He's aiming high. He so he should. The Sofitel race four, Flemington's the first one that Nico's going to have a look at. Bermud is his favourite here, which is interesting. Um First up, four dollars eighty. Pinstripe five fifty. Scolopini five fifty. El Rocco seven. Blazer Trail eleven. Our Playboy twelve dollars. Blue Army fourteen. Lightsaber eighteen dollars. Chartres is twenty one. And then you got Media Award, Viral, High Stranger, Romancer, and then uh, hundreds or around that mark. The rest we're going to have a look at. Uh, Blazer Trail, Mildura Cup win from the Mar Eustace Yard in the yellow. PR here that um, put them away nicely, Nico. Yeah, I think in this race, like Bermudez. Pinstripe are probably definitely better horses than Blazer Trail, but just don't know if they're set up as well as him on Saturday. Um, this was a big win, running fast time here at uh, Mildura. Plenty of form to come out of this race. I think the second horse come out and won since. Uh, one of the horses out the back run really well. There's plenty of place getters out of it. It was just a really good foundation. Yes, he did kind of PR, but um, this is a big rating. What about nine and a half lengths above relative to uh, open class there, which... You know, is at Mildura, so that could probably be skewed a little, but I think it's going to rate well everywhere, which um, it's all the market's going to care about. So, so Birmingham horse, he's a big, strong, fast leader, yeah, isn't he? Sets he, up he fast, won out of the race. But he, he sets up a fast tempo, yeah, exactly. doesn't he? Um, he's had, what, four runs for Mar Eustace? The three, or five runs for Mar Eustace, sorry. Three of them that have been on good tracks, he's won. I think he's going to be somewhere getting close to the good track there on Saturday, and if it worse, it's a five. He's just a dead set dry tracker. I think the the wet track form you can kind of pen, and he's all of his good track form. He's he's around the mark in nearly all races. Um, he's run a place in nearly all of them. The only one he didn't, he ran fifth, um, over thirteen hundred. So I think he just gets a pretty good setup here. They've been waiting for a sort of drier ground for him. That's why he hasn't run for sort of fifty days. But um, not the camp I'd worry about too much with about that sort of stuff. They seem to be pretty good at sort of keeping him up. Um. And, yeah, a few whispers in the camp and that sort of thing. My dad has a bit to do with this horse throughout time, and they said the horse is going really well. It's just they've been waiting for this sort of right setup. So I think out to 14 or stays at 1,400, out of the fast run race, has to go forward from the map, probably sits one out, one back, maybe outside lead, 
two pairs back, one off. I don't think the the race shape's going to work out too bad for him. I just thought he, he's going to look a big chance at some stage in this race. I thought $11 was a big price. I think he probably starts shorter. And uh, yeah, I think at some stage in the race, he'll look probably your winner. Whether Pinstriped and Bermudez are just a bit better than him, not 100% sure, um, given they've got some bigger sort of tasks later in the spring. But uh, yeah, I thought double figures was big odds. I think he definitely starts shorter. Don't you just now just start with like, you look for Sydney form. So your, that horse got a little bit of Sydney form still remaining in it. It's a little bit pox now because it's been in Mexico for a while. So it'll be slow. We're getting slow start by start. And then you've got the Brisbane form, which is just dominant down there now. So that's Golapini. Don't you just head there? So it's, it, it hasn't been in Melbourne long enough. One run. Mr. Brightside just wins because it's, you know, Mexican forms tripe. Isn't that not the easiast way to do it? <clears throat> sure. Pinky. Tripe's got good Mexican form. He's Like he did run in the All-Star Mile and should have won the Australian Guineas. It's just he's drawn barrier 16 here. As you'd probably know, DK spending a while in the game. It's not a great place to draw wide, 1,400 at Flemington. First up too, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's first a bit up, of second prep too, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But he is, he's going to be improved also. He did all that in his first prep, that other stuff. Yeah. You know? mm. Mm. Yeah, I think he'll be the best source out of the race. Just There might be some vulnerability there on Saturday, whereas Blazer Trail's there. And it can be these races can be good to be, you know, hard fit, fit, fit right forward. spot, and you just got to get yeah, away with that's one. That, yeah, that's August, early September racing, isn't it? Yep. It's a funny one. Like, a horse like our Playboy, he's, I notice he's 21 into $12, but five of his – Six wins have been on rain-affected ground, so I'm not sure if he's going to be as effective. You've got a horse like El Rocco. I don't mind, the, I guess, the spec at the price, Nick. I don't mind the uh, angle. He's a better horse than El Rocco, plays the trail. I'd have him shorter than him. All right, good way to uh, start. Nice little leechway bet. I'll be uh, steaming in for sure. Maccabi Diva Stakes, this is an interesting one. Uh, I'm Thunderstruck. It's two twenty-five. Alligator Blood, $5. Uh, Waltz knocked the price off here. Cascadian, five fifty. Western Empire, six fifty. Moanga. Nine fifty regal power nineteen dollars. She's ideal thirty one and thirty four. Nonconformist, interesting uh, run from it first up, and then better suited here. Uh, I think the replay that we're going to have a look at here is the Memsey Stakes, and you can see uh, Snap Dancer controlling up in front, kicks clear on the turn, and then you've got uh, I'm Thunderstruck in the big blinkers. Western Empire probably settled a little bit. More close or more forward than usual. You've got Cascadian back in the ruck, uh, hitting the line pretty nicely. The blood running up their backsides. Yeah, you've got Lightsaber who's in the Sofitel on the fence, uh, sort of just whacking away. He's a big, gross horse. Needs uh, needs plenty of work to get going. And then you've got sort of nonconformist just coming through the line uh, late there as well. Yeah, there's there's plenty um plenty going there, wasn't there? Look, I'm Thunderstruck was definitely the run of the race, but that was that ain't apples to apples. No, nah, that was a good setup, wasn't it? Like barrier nine, he sort of that's had what the, he wants. The blending run down the middle. See so him lay in, and he lays in. He needs room to sort of come and lay in. Now he's got barrier. He's got the one. worst. That's the worst possible barrier he could have drawn. Barrier one. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and I think the the market hasn't factored it in that much. Like, no, I, the market. We said about this the yeah, last week. I, he should have probably gone up two fifty two six. Now we'll put him up two twenty five or yeah. two forty or whatever he is. You know. I mean, that's just what they're doing with all the favourites in those. We've got 130% to play with. And should You know, just put them up three rolls under what they should be because they'll all put them in the mouldies and everyone's tipping them and everything. I, I heard Ben and Gary talking about this last night on um, Contenders. You probably would have got like 260 this horse if you had a drawn barrier eight, 250, because they would have thought, you know, just the way those price assessors work um, and the early punters. But, yeah, I think this is probably the, the worst setup for him. I can't see him starting anywhere near 225. I think he has to start 280. 
Um, I think there's a fair chance you even get $3 on the day. I reckon there's probably going to be good support for Alligator Blood, who just maps the lead, gets TC back aboard and just had a bit of a look around there first up. A um, bit of a barrier trial really didn't get out. Um, I think he would have been right in the finish of that race. Gets out to 1600. He's got some big sort of Flemington 1600-meter figures throughout his career and is a, a winner at the track and trip. I know it's gone back a while, but um, the syndicates are definitely going to have a look at him. Western Empire, though, obviously looking at his figures. He started favorite in the Memsey. They, yeah. were, they were jumping out of trees to back him. I imagine that's off his figures over in Perth. Um, his railway stakes win rated enormous. They're probably going to have a look at him again at $6.50 given SPs and all those kind of things, and he gets out to 1600 The knock with him is he didn't carry a lot of weight sort of last prep, especially that figure in the railway. Like he only had 53 kilos. Now he's going to carry 59 kilos and sort of match it with a few weight for age horses. I'm thunderstruck he's the weight for age horse, so I have no doubt about that. Um, he can definitely win. I don't know if you want to be backing him at 225 If he got $3, it might be sort of a different case. Uh, I'd be surprised if Cascadian... It went good first up, though, Cascadian. It was a good run. Yeah, I'd, he'd be the one in the market I'd probably knock. He's very consistent, but I think if the others get a few more things in their favour, I think they're just better horses than him. Okay. So, um, yeah, West, I'd, if I had to bet in the race, I'd probably back Alligator Blood and Western Empire at the prices, but it, it seems like a big sit-out race for me. Oh, yeah, I just thought well, we talked about earlier week that, that um, just off noms, there was no speed. Alligator Blood, Timmy going back down $8 each way. Um, looked a very good play and happy to be on i just thought yeah he's going to lead he's going to kick if, if, if they leave him alone he can run home as fast as anything in this race and um you know like western empire is a pretty good horse potentially to be sitting outside and running cover for him too sort of just got going again through the line there but probably gets out sprinted by alligator blood if they run the race that way and as long as nothing sort of pours it on early i, I think he's going to run a hell of a race here he's definitely he's done a lot of work since a couple of good hard gallops another one tomorrow or today what day is it thursday and um yeah who's that western empire no this is alligator blood alligator blood yeah he was a bit he, was, he needed the run there and that was the only worry like i know he had a bit of a barrier trial run but i would have probably liked to see him get bashed a bit but gay has been in melbourne for, for at least a week so um they won't have missed him and he'll be He'll be ready to go on Saturday. Mm. I think it's a rosary beads job for I'm Thunderstruck. I love this horse. I love mm. I, I sort of bet up as hard as I could last last start at, at big price. I couldn't believe they bet sort of eleven dollars. Egg on my face, snap dancer too good. But um and even best ways the coffin and worst ways three back the fence. Yeah, like I couldn't I couldn't encourage anyone to back him. I'd sort of need three fifty or sort of four dollars to back him from from Buried like that. And, and if he's behind leader, you're oh. tipping they're going pretty slow too, which is going to make his job pretty tough. To yeah. He's going to lay in when he goes for him. Mm. Yeah. And I just I think he needs 2,000 metres to sit that close in the run. I, it's a big, big worry for me. Mm. I think a knockout runner, I love the way nonconformists uh, hit the line last start. So if there's a bit of carnage for Ron Thunderstruck and he's stuck, I could see nonconformists pinching a slot at sort of $557 the place. I don't know if he can win, but he's the knockout runner, I thought, that would be suited at Flemington. Uh, second up there, but he's some over sitting outside leader too. So, um, and yeah, that wouldn't be a bad spot for him to sort of whack away and run well. Mm. I think it's uh, going to be a fascinating contest, but yeah, not a race that I'd really want to uh, bet up in at all. The next race uh, that Nico's going to have a look at, I do, uh, I do like uh, Bobby Lewis uh, Quality Group Two, twelve hundred meters. You got Swats at for the New Camp six fifty into five. No surprise. Baron Scover is five dollars uh, shooting for gold. Seven serious suspect. 950 Stageman, 950 The Astrologist, 950 Baller, $13. Another Queenslander, Red Can Man, 14 You've got Rockin' Horse, 18 in from 26 to Tory, 21. Graceful Girl, 26. Rahira, and 26. 
and horses like Poland, Holbein, and uh, Chat well out of the market there. Uh, the replay we're going to have a look at here is Rock and Horse. New market winner in the uh, the green, sort of back buried the fence, exactly where you don't want to be at the valley in the Carline Stakes, Nico. Yeah, it wasn't sort of the day to be sort of scouting wider on the track and uh, making your run from back in the field. You wanted to be right up there. Uh, I thought this first up run was pretty good. Um, she's not a 1,000-metre horse. All of her best runs are at sort of 1,200. Um, so definitely will improve from this. But she had every improvement to come from the yard. Uh, you've only got to look back to sort of last operation. Like she won the new market here down the straight. I know it was at 100 to 1. And she had a lot of things in her favour that day, but that was in a much stronger race than this. Um, I just thought she was well played. She's got a good second up record. Uh, everything sort of looked like it works out for her on the map as well. She probably just pe parks in behind the speed. It looks like a pretty solid tempo here with Red Ken Man and probably Serious Suspect going at it. Um, I just think she could be in a situation where she definitely starts shorter than $21 and she might just get the, the right sort of run where she's there to pounce and just sort of right horse, right time. There's a few horses here um, who I think may have more ability than her in the long run, but uh, She's going to just be in the right spot. Everything sort of looks well in order for her. And uh, the stable's going very well recently. Team Maroney there just uh, oh. training plenty of winners. Oh, they what? Some so, of those first starters, they've let go of Sandy on midweek the last few weeks. Gone like rockets. Mm, so, um, yeah, I just thought big looks big odds here. Like this is a bit of a raffle kind of race. So you could make a case for a fair few of them, but I thought she should be a lot closer to single figures than, you know, $26 that they went up into 18s. I would be... Surprised if she didn't start closer to 11s. Well, she's got the, got the apples to apples figure, hasn't she? I mean, yeah. I know it was a funny new market, but it's there. That, yeah. And, then, and Swats, that's got. Now, yeah, Swats, that down at Cranbourne, is the old man's joint, or is it Cranbourne 1, Cranbourne 2, or Cranbourne 3? No, I don't think he's uh, cited it. Uh, <laughs> cited it. She, does, she does look like she's going well at the trials and jump out. She's been absolutely flying there, but that's that's usual for her. I wouldn't be shocked at all if my Eustace improved her, but. Um, she's probably at an absolute limit at 1,200 yeah, metres. She's a good 1,100,000-metre horse. Which a few of these are. She hasn't won for ages, but she's run some some great races, um, especially here at Flemington. Yeah, I was kind of – I was Team Maroney here. I thought Rockin' Horse was a big price. I thought Poland could probably do something first up at massive, massive odds for you. Ran fifth in the Oakley Plate first up last prep. Then he's running the Heath first up the prep before that was really good as well. So – I think you'll sprint well fresh, good down in the weights rider. Froggy knew it. Um, he's going to be getting the best out of this horse. I think, you know, a few of those big races where he ran big, um, you know, in the new market and that and the Oakley Plate, he had sort of apprentice jockeys on him, real standover jockey, balanced, just might be able to get the best out of him first up. He's good fresh. I thought he'll, he'll run you a race at 70s. Um, I think he'll be right there in the finish. So, yeah, I thought Rock and Horse and Poland probably the bets. I could have a look at stage room with the blinkers on. It's a deep race, but uh, they just look well over the odds for mine, especially Rock and Horse. Yeah, I tend to agree, and I can see it starting sort of, as you said, 11 or $12 in the market. Walt, any insight? No clue there. Theme of the day, isn't it, Nico? Deep racing? Oh, it's a tough day. Like, I sort of didn't really have a best bet or anything. The horse I'm probably keenest to back that's single figures is Sir Davey. I think he's in one of the early races, race two. He probably should be favouring it. It's around $5. Um but, yeah, like it's not a day you're going to label anything immoral or anything right. like that. I don't think anyone's going in with that sort of confidence. But um, it'll be a day if you find two or three winners, you're going to be well rewarded because you're probably going to get fat odds about them. It's like Flemington in the good old days, isn't it, where you, you only have to jag one, a couple of winners and uh, you get the uh, get the prize. So I sort of don't mind that. And I think uh, the best bet will be get uh, Nico's Mounting Yard Mail. So 25 bucks a week you get uh, Wednesdays and Saturday Metros. It's all via Telegram. 
And so uh, you can sign up for longer than just a weekly package. You can get monthly or the rest of the year. So make sure uh, you get around Nico because uh, he'll give you his final thoughts within the last couple of minutes once he sees them parade. Very good at laying horses out of the yard, our man Nico. You ready to go, Walt? You still with us? Rose Hill. It's uh, a tricky little card up in Rose Hill. Track, weather, Oof. what's happening in Sydney? What is it, a five-metre rail? I think it is. I should have mm. written that down. But um, Has it stopped raining? Yeah, well, it looks okay. But that's what it looked last week and then we, you know, whatever happened, happened. The monsoon fell. So Rose Hill's been a little bit tricky where, you know, rails in runs usually the thing and, and it's been pretty cast. But that was with the true rail out to five metres. Hopefully the, the fence is okay and they'll probably still get off, you know, three or four in the straight even if it's um, a drying track. But, uh, yeah, not an easy meeting but we'll do our best. Race three is the first one. The Ramford benchmark 78 over 2,400 metres. Impulsor. Is the favourite Mar Eustace three twenty Monte Felicity is three seventy First Light eight fifty Oz Legend nine dollars Saracen Knight nine fifty Lord Desano is thirteen dollars and then you got the Moonlit Gambler at uh, thirteen dollars Herman Hess bit of a bogey horse people love to pot this horse on Twitter think it's a cat seventeen dollars and you got uh, Redino eighteen dollars the replay we're going to have a look at uh, just to torture Walt is uh, Monte Felicity. Just peeling out in the uh, the blue and the orange with the white sleeves here. It's an interesting rematch because uh, she was obviously poorly set up this day. She was jumping 18 to 24, I think, and uh, was on the week back up, whereas the, the winner had had a, a little bit better grounding. But the winner sat outside a really fast tempo here, did all the work, hit the front early, sort of raced away and, and never really looked like getting headed. She, she chased really hard and... As much as I'm sort of on Willie Pike's back at the moment, um, he certainly didn't do anything wrong on Mon Felicity here. And so she gets two kilos extra off him, that that extra run for setup. And importantly, sort of Pike comes off, J-Mac comes on. So what do you do with that? That's probably the key. His effort was incredible. If you didn't throw the jockey change in, I'd probably just say that Impulsar will probably blow in the market and, and win again. But... Um, yeah, he's just so good, isn't he, McDonald? He's, what's he worth? We'll probably find out on Saturday. I don't think there's much between them. Um, Two I, kilos plus get J-Mac. Yeah. Well, you, you've been bad. Come on, Walt. Put your nuts on the line here. You've been saying that Willie, Willie Pike's horrendous, not within but the that's first. one of the best ears he's produced in the whole time. Like he, he, that horse travelled, got to the right part. He gave it every conceivable. and and that and that But the problem is that the, the winner sat outside of like a really fast tempo and never looked like really – Getting headed, so it is a great little nearly head-to-head race. I can't see anything there that really, um, you know, can turn the tables on them. I like Rondino as a horse, but getting to twenty-four in this grade, no. Mm. I'd rather it run in the other race where it's first emergency. Um, Wallace throwing the muffs on first light just to try and confuse everyone. Uh, yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing there that I can see turning the tables on these two, and it does look a really good, basically match race and um you know balls on the line i'd have to go in pulsar again i think it just looks a pretty progressive nice strong horse but um yeah mon felicity j mac will have to show what he's made of i think to get it home two kilos and then better set up run under the belt dk and then 61 kilos uh, over 2400 meters the longer it goes i don't know if it's probably a false theory or a bit of a mug theory but up in the weight 61 kilos of 2400 meters that doesn't really suit me what do you what do you guys think in melbourne yeah, well, it's, that's the theory. The weights over the further distances when they have more impact. Um, mm. I'm not a big weights guru because I, I bet in set weight races, but uh, you'd have to ask Nico and Walt better than me. But uh, that's what I, I was speaking to horse trainers and back in the old days when I had horses and that, 
you know, 60 or two kilos over a thousand meters, who gives a shit? But over over 2400, well, that's when it's they've got to carry the thing. Yeah, I think yeah, more prevalent in the in the staying races, isn't it? Um, yeah, definitely. I think the market really factors them in, sort of in the in the longer races as well. If you Does get it? horses on the minimum or under the minimum, they have a good look. They at love them, that. So yeah, yeah. They definitely love getting under the minimum. So um, yeah, given the weights, it wouldn't be a shock at all with the J Mac factor if it it started favourite. I wonder what he's. Ex- I, I think it will start favourite for sure. You got to pay the J Mac taxes. You call it. Well, I'm gonna. I'll, yeah, and then sometimes it. it's worthwhile. But um, <clears throat> I'll yeah. have a bottle of cooler cordial with you, some hog juice. And you, you can drink it the night before you stream, so you've got no excuses come Turnbull Epsom Day. I'd say, yeah, or exactly. I'd say it'll start closer to two to one, and the other one will start closer to seven to two. And I'd rather back Impulsor at seven to two than two to one the other one. But we'll just, uh, I just want to see if they've, if they've said what he's actually going to ride it at, because it does seem very light. Light for, for him. For J Mac. Uh, so he's going to ride it at 50. I don't know. Bowman's going to ride his at 56, J Mac 55. So half a kilo. Yeah, so over. It's, yeah it's getting two one instead of two and a half. So it's yeah. still the same. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Fascinating match race. We'll call that a bet. So uh, we've got Hulk Juice online. The Ming Dynasty is the next one. Race six, uh, over 1,400 metres. Golden Mile is favourite here, 420. Zoo Tiger, 460. Conqueror, 480. Ossipenko, $6. Basquate, $14. Brosnan, 15 Flag of Honor, 15 And you've got Machilate at $19. Rise of the Masses, similar quote. And a horse like Magic, uh, $21. And much better the rest. So we're going to have a look at the replay here of Golden Mile in the Godolphin Blue. Uh, sort of last the fence here, maybe in the worst part of the track, and then you got Kabu free rolling out in front. It's since gone a miss. He uh, he sticks to his task here, Golden Mile, quite well. I watched this a lot of times. Um, yeah, definitely up the inside was not great. Um, they didn't come home like super quick here, but it was still you know above average slightly. The winner controlled the race really well and obviously got to the absolute right part and, and everything was run to suit it. It was a day where you wanted to be up there. You didn't really want to be out the back and. The couple of things I liked is that it was it was definitely dragged out of the race. It doesn't have to get that far back. It draws two on Saturday, and I don't want it to go to the fence, really. I'd rather it's sort of six, you know, one out, maybe three back, something like that would be perfect. Um, just love the way that it sustained that sprint and absolutely smashed the rest of them. I thought Caboo was a horse that could win a race like the Golden Rose, potentially. So uh, there's no horse of that nature here. I thought Zoo Tiger was... Uh, somewhat flattered first up, ran really well, but just absolutely gifted the front and no pressure and could do whatever it wanted to do there. Here, I'd say a horse like Rise of the Masses probably holds the front, so it's probably at best going to be you know outside leader if it sneaks one out, one back, okay. But uh, very different level here. I thought Conqueror, you've just got to really sort of take it on now. It's it's had a really strange prep that two trials. What's what's well, happened now? Well, it went what run first up trial, then it was scratched at the gates trial. Um. Yeah, you just—I just got to take him on. If he beats me, barrier blankets, lugging bits—they're starting to sort of kitchen sink. Job. Yeah, they're start, They're obviously—he's driving them mad. The horse that scares the absolute life out of me is Ossipenko. Um, but hopefully Jay Ford combats that with a sleepy ride. And um, but I just love the look of this horse. Thought its trials were really good, and just looks like it's developed physically too. I just love uh, love the way it moves. This horse, Ossipenko—it's the thing that Josh won on it. Twenties mm, day when it just went like a rocket. Man, you got wrong wallet again. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I think Ossipenko's scary. I see it's into $6 there. It was about $9 when I was looking last night, so sniff of money around for it. It's definitely scary, but I think if Golden Mile, just with a run under its belt, um, if it can settle you know, a, a, a lot closer naturally, I think it'll give this race a, a bit of a nudge. Mm. Nico, any thoughts? Yeah, good race. Um, 
Sue Tiger was really sort of impressive winning his maiden um, last start. I agree, Conqueror's he's got a lot of ability, Conqueror. It's just whether he can sort of harness it this prep and they can work him out and all this new gear changes. Ossipenko could be the best horse in the race. Um, I think this is probably a, a Guinea's sort of spring champion lead. It's probably not a great lead towards like a Golden Rose. Golden Mile, uh, I think he won his maiden down here in Victoria, didn't he, DK? He did, Bal- yeah. Ballarat yeah. or something? Yeah, Baltic I think it was Ballarat. Ballarat. That's it. So yeah, it wouldn't shock at all if he could sit closer, like Walt said, and uh, look like when the last start when the jockey really went for him, like sort of early in the straight, he didn't sort of know too much about the ground or really what to do, and then he really went for him and he sort of leveled out and really stuck his neck out late. But um, yeah, I think Ossipenko could be the best horse in the race. I agree with Walt. He's also down to run in Melbourne, but he drew 15 of 16 or something in the last. So I think he'll probably head to Sydney. Um, but yeah, he's he's got a fair engine. So there's plenty of angles there. Be interesting there because I reckon, just for the stable's sake, they'd love to win this race with Conqueror. So if it was in Melbourne as well, and that was their goal, and you know, interested, they might scratch it. Just got a feeling. Fourteen hundred first up, Osipenko, or they might just let it go round. Mm. Um, I'd say they, you know, the stable wants to win this race with Conqueror. I'm just happy to take it on for the reasons we sort of talked about, hoping that Osipenko's day is not Saturday and. Golden Miles was too good for him. Well, it just looks ready a, there and it's done yeah. nothing wrong. And Yeah, I just like what it did to the rest ground. of that field in that last race from a, from a poor position on the day. Yeah, I love the way he chased too. Once I saw the replay, I thought, oh, yeah, this is a typical uh, Walt horse that you'd find. Yeah, a bit of a same, – same as Nico. It's a, it's like the best option on a tough day. Mm. All right, the next uh, massive race here is the Run to the Rose. Absolute uh, beauty here. Odds courtesy of Top Sport. Of course, best of Bordeaux 370, Natuno 460, 550 in secret, uh, scratched last week because of the uh, the bulk track. Interesting horse first up here, Fireburn, $6, and then you got Sh- Sajardin, sorry, $9.50, Swiss Exile, nine fifty. Sweet Ride, $17, one in a boil over. Then you got Political Debate, 19 Primito, 34 and Buenos Noches is uh, $51. DK, since you're in uh, really good form here, uh, the Sajardin trial. Can you just call this one for me? It's uh, it's on the fence there. And I just play the last uh, 400 here. Oh. Hey, you got it? Yeah, got them now as they come into view. Was <laughs> <laughs> wrong Jeez, with Kilmore? Was that Kilmore meeting? About three and or it's literally the one on the fence and it's the white li- nose that you cannot he see. He just pokes his nose out now. That's it. And that's it. That's you can only really see the last two. And you do not see anything more. That's not a cut of the vision. That's all you see. Yeah. And then we're gonna have a look at Fire Fireburn trial. And uh it's sort of it's just coming into fifth on the outside. Have a look at this day. How do you think it's this isn't a patch. Do you think it's come back a better horse? Hey? DK, do you think it's come back a better horse from that? <laughs> how do you get your how do you get your head around this? So it's in the red sleeves. Uh three wide here, just um we think it is anyway. We're not really you sure. Can see it How hard you should have called these trials. You see those Cranbourne trials? They come. You, you, we've seen for the last fifty meters. There's a whole Kilmore meeting. They appeared the last twenty meters. There you can see them from the five hundred. At least we can kind of see how they kind of yeah out there yeah. Mm. That's an interesting one. This uh, bigger fish to fry. If they're, I guess they're. I'm a little bit worried about those horses first up, and then you have got the Golden Rose in a fortnight's time. Or Isn't the market weird here? It, though? Well, let's have a quick look at the San Domenico leader as yeah. well. So th- this is actually really good. So you've got Sweet Ride, 1-1, every chance, hard fit, blah, blah. Okay, so it goes, it's 20 to 1 on Saturday. Tell me how the horses around it have got enough excuses for this horse to be 20 to 1, and I don't want to back it. That's the scary part. So this race, 
You've got Best of Auto, second from the outside, Spacewalk's not there, Natuno's in the yellow cap coming through. Mm. The winners just sort of had the nice run behind them, Swiss Exiles inside, which is in this race. But the winner, which has gapped them late and run through the line, you know, as well as anything, is $17. And that, to me, shows what sort of race this is and how no one has any clue of what's going to happen. Obviously, Best of Bordeaux, they were howling how it was ridden. Um, had a little bit of a check out of the gates, no doubt. But So what, no do, they really what do they want done with it? Because that horse they folded badly. They want to lead. But it so didn't they, look like they had any intention to lead or J-Mac, well, no interest. Yeah, that's probably, that's the, that's the, that's the issue, right? That's the issue that. Uh, maybe How can you get that so wrong? Like I've got no no insight into this situation, but yeah, it's well, got to be clear. We want to, like this horse is a known leader. How is it just not led? How could well, James McDonald the best try. jockey? Huh? Have it not have a try? Well, the problem is, mate. He not he's he's he is who he is. You know what I mean? And I, and I would assume that you know nine times out of ten he, he goes in and listens and he doesn't really. I'm not saying he's disrespecting owners or trainers or whatever he, he's got his own plan and that's what he goes with you know and, and he's probably good enough to get away with it 99 times out of 100 i think maybe that one he just got wrong um obviously you know i don't know what happened at the start too he's that good a jockey maybe he did just cop a squeeze and just knew that he was in a position that he couldn't overcome um without killing the horse first up and all that and he's good enough to factor all that in you know that's why he is who he is so you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt do you think one time haven't you yeah, well, Natuno's an interesting one. I thought he probably acquitted himself a little bit better than I expected. Look, you see all these Queenslanders who have had probably drier, the last six months have been drier and less taxing. Is yeah. that part of the reason some of these Queensland sprinters are coming down and knocking all these other horses off? He to me, yeah, true, but he to me looked like one that was sort of more suited 1,100 and mm. and he's a, little, a bit more dynamic. He's going to get a nice run here potentially, but, again, I'm not sure you know, how that fence is going to play. If the fence is good, he's going to get a nice run. But I thought there was a horse with a, a lot more upside. It's going to be a different race. I think Best of Bordeaux will be ridden to lead, if it leads or not. We'll find out. Uh, Swiss Exile went well enough there to sit outside the leader or lead here and and run well. Um, but what do you do with all that form? Like, Sweet Ride is going to get another nice run. It's $17. I, I just... I just it shows me that this race is is really scary. I don't think in secrets a high high level horse. Uh, it's dangerous because it's going to be fitting in a nice spot here. Um, as you said, no, Judah. Then you got Sajardin, which is the source we saw the, the first up horse and Fireburn. It's going to be last. Fireburn's probably going to be back with it. Um, She's extreme came out and ran well on Saturday, which you know doesn't mean a lot because they're two year olds returning as three year olds. But at least it showed that that form's not completely cast. Um, yeah, I, this, this could be the most ridiculous race of the day to try and work out. I just don't – I just that last race that they all come out of makes no sense. The one horse that can improve, I would imagine, significantly is Best of Bordeaux because if it leads and gets in a rhythm and builds off that, I think that's what the horse is. Um, yeah, so I – but then you've got to chime into $3.60. So mm. how's that possible? Like if it was 6 or $7 here, which you, you would expect, right, I, I could entertain – backing him to turn the tables. But other than that, the way the market is at the moment, I couldn't back Sweet Ride because I hate the horse. Mm. Um, I don't. I just don't. I can't explain what it did last start. And it's the one that looks the value to me. So that, that says to me I'm. it's a covered race. Mm. I, I could maybe back Sajardin, two trials. Yeah, if, 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 if it's down the outside, price. right, if it's, yeah. if it's down the outside and you can run on, I think they're the, you know, they're, they're, you have to say that Sajardin and Fireburn come right into the race, even though they're first up. Very scary race, given it's not grand final day. It just, in normal circumstances, you'd, oh, I'd maybe try my arm with 
a couple of these fresh horses. But again, like if if they get they could get legless in the market because they're just not ready in there to win. Nico, can you uh, help solve the puzzle here? DK was no good out of the fog. Yeah, I'm I'm not as great as you boys. I thought in secret was a bet. I, I think she ran really well first up there. Um, didn't sort of have everything go away in terms of the lanes she was on the track and then sort of got out late. I think she probably should have gone very close to winning. Format of that race has been strong with North Star last, Willinger Beast, Revolutionary Miss run well out of it. Um, and I think like the lead up's just very chinky for mine. Best of Bordeaux didn't jump that well. I think that has to be sort of factored into the first up right and wide. Probably J Mac didn't. I just don't know if he would have been quick enough to even go with him. Like you look at Rise of the Masses, puts two lengths on him within a few strides. So uh, the run wasn't. You know, there wasn't much in it. Um, I don't think he deserves to be 370 off it, but it's probably SPs and all that. He was smashing the betting that day, $1.90. I thought Fireburn's trial was okay. I'd be surprised if Sajardin's a good three-year-old. He looked absolute like he won the first two-year-old race of the season. Like they don't come on that often and tend to be great three-year-olds. So, uh, yeah, in secret, I think she probably should be favorite. I was happy to back her at 550. Mm. That's, that's the beauty a, of this that's race. A, it's right? a weird one because that's like, it's, it's an afterthought and it was scratched last week, so... I love his. I love your confidence with it, and it looks like a, a likely type. I guess the race is there to win, but isn't that a funny one with Best of Bordeaux? Like, looked like to me that it wasn't fit. It knocked up pretty. It was pretty weak. I thought it actually came strongest on the line. That's the funniest part. That's the, I, that's the beauty of, of the these races. Beaten. It's such an it's such a head stuff, and and yeah, I can I can't really knock because I just think I think it's a real short course of that horse, but it could get away with this race if you if the narrative's right that that the lead up. The sweet ride's crap. The other horses are going to be too far back, giving it, you know, a start, fitness, everything. Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> All these uh, questions uh, will be answered in uh, racingwatch.com.au in the Discord channel. So make sure you uh, have a look at uh, that. Sign up. It's worth a membership. And uh, I think it was like, a, what was it, 13 or $19 winner in the trots last night. So that what about a, that? Like I, oh, I normally just muck around there watching and I sort of looked at his market and he marked it $4 or whatever old. Old Daisy, the super uh, trot me in, and then I thought I'm cheering at home down the middle for him. I didn't know what price it was. Come up twenty one dollars. Then I wanted to smash my head into the desk that I haven't chimed into it myself. But good on him. Mm. I had Chinese and missed the missed the lot. <laughs> uh, they also knocked off uh, Alligator Blood in all in markets eight dollars, and there was a bit of two fifty around the place. I uh, I was too scared to take it, but. Um even that was just swinging the breeze. Well, uh, just yeah, after was, final field at a couple of places. So it's good looking you, at the Mondays at the moment, just trying to find an angle, isn't it? That's um, you can do it. You can do it with because most of the time that the, they're they're, uh, they're set in stone. Most of their uh, who's going to run, who's not, aren't they? Exactly. All right. Hopefully, hopefully we found your winner. But if not, uh, make sure you check out racingwatch.com and then you'll get uh, Walt's full set for Saturday at Rose Hill, which looks tricky. Next mm. segment uh, is of course Don's best. G'day, gents. Donnie's best for this weekend's racing. I'm heading to Newman this week. Looks a cracker program up there. We'll start with the best bet. It's in race nine. It's called Aaron Treat for Benny Thompson. It's a really progressive horse. It's a race through the grades, last preparation, finishing finishing listed company, running second to Athelric. That horse ran second to Eduardo on the weekend, so that form should stack up for the Class 6 at Brisbane on Saturday. It's trialled really well, maps four to midfield, and if it can handle a wet, 1,200-metre distance first up. It should be winning, so the 480 looks nice. Next best, we've got a race four. It's called Cool Lad. First up in Newcastle, had Willie Pike on. He gave it an absolute sore back, restrained it from the widest gate, and did not get out the entire straight. 
He still runs some really good sectionals against a really handled horse. So I think from Barrier 1, it will settle much closer here, handles wet conditions, and looks well over the odds at $14 a win and $4 a place. If you want any of my stuff for the weekend's racing, head to theraceclub.com. Good luck, gents. This is a, uh, a funny one. I think he's most people know uh, Race 9 as uh, I think he's mispronounced that. Race 9, number 8. I think it's I do, How R- do you pronounce that? R&T. DK? DK. A-R-E. Best named horse in Australia. Yeah, oh, I, might be, I, might, I might go over one after the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it uh, it does look a big price without doing the race. It's, uh, it's got I pre- love the horse with a passion. I've ne- I don't think it's ever won for me. It's, um, good, and it's good. always one of those horses, good merit in its runs. They put in slightly too hard races and it, it runs well and just gets knocked off. It's a bloody it's a good horse. The other one's a bit tricky. Cool lad, uh, around a fourteen dollar oh mark. It's got M Kale on it. Gate one. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's want it to settle nasty. closer and then put M Kale on it. Mm. That's scary. There's a horse in that race that was another Hawkesbury scratching from Saturday All England. Uh, it ran quite well first up yeah. uh, at Newcastle. It, it can run well there too. Fifteen dollars. Mm. Mm. So that's race four. So a couple of roughies there. Number seventeen and eighteen. Cool lad in All England. Mm. Could be value. Mm. Uh, mm. Any uh, you guys going to say something down there? Or I got nothing. Mm. Big bets. Big bets. Big bets. Heard a little murmur. Uh, top sport big bets. The steam. These things uh, generally go off. So make sure uh, you jot these ones down. Rose Hill race two number four is Cecilia, two hundred and fifty at twenty six dollars in the midway. Walt. Wow, what another another quality. Oh, they, this horse is actually flying. Um, who's the favourite? Jesus, I, midways I tackle last. Darylina, but no. Kips Bay was in that race we just looked at as well in Brisbane, so it's a dual acceptor. Uh, Bartoselli, oh, my God, they're going to fly here. Um, Cecilia's a leader. There's six leaders, seven leaders. Reese um, on board. Reese on board. Holy heck. Uh, cool lads in that race as well. Mm. Uh, wow, there's a lot of leaders there. If the track shows up dry, have something on Too Good to Be True at 20s and uh, if you're on Cecilia as well at 25s. Flemington race four, number 12. Someone's out of Gizzard uh, on Blazer Trail. This could be your money, Nico, 400 at $14. Guts of a monkey, bet, 400 bet not, bet not right, Nico. Bet not right. <laughs> I wish it was. Paying <laughs> for the car. I missed out on a bit of 14s, but um, fair bet. I'd be, I'm still happy to chime in at 11s, so 14s would, would have been good for that punter. They got the uh, the top sport top up, so make sure you uh, push that button. Get a little bit of a boost. Everyone gets a boost, not restricted to any any comers, which is uh, good stuff. Nico, you can't deny this one again. You've gone in for race eight, number four, rock and horse, two hundred twenty six dollars. So he's had the all up. Yeah, well, he's had two bets. He's, he's probably, probably had eight hundred on the all up. Dude, he's probably used case. my five hundred dollar voucher, and then chucked in an extra hundred himself. <laughs> rock and horse, two hundred at twenty six, and now it's into about eighteen or seventeen dollars. So that's a good one. And then uh, this is Kelton Country and uh, Beat the Bagman Territory here. Race 9, Morfittville, uh, number 8, is uh, Manage the Cycle. A 1000 at uh, $4.20. I hope it's not on the quick backup, you know, whether it's playing within the rules of how many times it's allowed to run the cycle. I tell you what, that is that is the most amazing thing that I've seen in the week. And I'll, if we weren't doing the duck race and the barrier draw for <laughs> term mistakes <laughs> They uh, stream, I would have definitely added it to the run sheet, but I think James Seferis uh, wrote the story, and it's about a trainer, Garrett Lynch, and he's got a, a, an owner, a customer, and they've been uh, racing multiple horses on the backup, mm. and uh, they've been winning races. It sounds like they've won four or five or six races in the last sort of month. Horse on the backup sounds like uh, they've done it 
to uh, with you know five or or six horses, and they're getting good results. It's something that Grant Young may have done in the past as well. Uh, I know that as as a punter, the big syndicates and teams they love back, like, backing big horses off to three and horses, two yeah. and more, four. It's more the welfare aspect. It's more the welfare aspect. They want to um, sometimes they're running them three times a week. So I mean that, that's it. They've got to just got to be wary of that welfare stuff. But anyway, that, that's don't worry about that. I'll tell, I'll tell you what is I watched I watched dot com yesterday, and I don't have, we we've we relaunched. You can take credit for these, but Jay Kelton is elite. I tell you, his assessments and he's just his, his stuff. And I just I just had it on yesterday and just had my ears pricked for them when he does the mounting yard and all those horses over there, even the crappy ones in benchmark fifty fours and whatever they got over there. He knows them. He knows them all. He knows everything about him. He's he's just been um, he's a breath of fresh air on that racing dot com podcast. And even though his best bets didn't win yesterday, they ran hells of races. So um, tune into him. He's the best part that we're going over there. And he's yeah, he's always always been deadly. We did that night at Moody Valley where he was absolutely uh, savage. There, he's always been a sharp punter. And I tell you what, he he loves the industry. And I think the first time I met him, I was uh, with Betfair over in Adelaide, and he was a big big advocate of trying to uh, make wagering sustainable. And every time I speak to him about certain issues or you know punters committees and stuff like that, he's like, "Yep, I'll help. Uh, I'll do whatever I can." So I think he's you know second or third generation in racing, and he just absolutely loves it. He's, I know his sons and everyone love it, so I, I think he's a breath of fresh air. And I was surprised because JJ's hard, big shoes to fill. Yeah, and John Good Kelton's Matt, just Matt like Matt Welsh, whoever, they're the people, they're the sort of people the public needs to hear from. You know, someone with his background and his love for the caper and his knowledge to help. You know, he's also educating when he's speaking. People are listening to him, and for Matty Welsh to go over and put something to him to say, you know, rather than sitting at home betting, can you come and do something and you know promote the industry uh, racing in your state and. The good bloke he is, he, he's obviously jumped at it, which is fantastic. He's like the opposite of the, you know, never meet your heroes because I remember like I've, I've known his name for a long time watching it on the screen come mm. up and he'd have $100 on something in Adelaide and that would promote about 44000 in turnover from our office alone <laughs> at Bet Easy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, most of the time when you meet these people, it's them, find, like it'll be their next door neighbour, you know, like it's not them that's generating the information and, and uh, you know, it's just someone you know they're followed or whatever, and he's certainly the real deal. He's um, he's one that lives up to the hype. Exactly. So we need all these guys to stay afloat in the game, and that's why we keep banging on about percentage of markets and getting on for a fair bet. And yeah, well, classic example. If you have a look at my Twitter feed last week, I tried to have a mug bet on Cam Smith in the Live Golf two hundred at uh, what is it, Ladbrokes or wherever. Uh, Top weren't one up on the market just yet. I'm just I'm, just I'm just sitting there guessing. I can't touch the five fifty at. Bet three six five. I've got no insight. I'm just like, oh, well, Cam's within the mix here. I'm going to throw a dart here, two hundred bucks. Had not like, I wasn't doing anything wrong. Mm. And then bang, they let me on for eighty dollars to, to win three hundred twenty. And that's why ninety five percent of my um, business is with with Top Sport. Yeah, and you going to come backwards? I'm if betting you, in pesos. What you're talking? About. If you had a personal people of the level of John Kelton, there aren't that many of them that exist and that want to share their information. But if you have that level of person on a Sky Channel, same as Racing.com. That's you know a, a huge platform. The turnover that that would drive, it's just going to compared to what we listen to on a day to day basis. And I'm not knocking the people individually; they're not trained to do what they're doing. You know, no. like it's like I don't know. It's like you know sending someone in to be a doctor that's you know worked as a checkout chick. It's not the same thing. So you can't blame them for the job they're doing. But when someone that's like highly skilled like John and and the turnover that he would instantly drive. Mm. Um, if you had like half a dozen of them on Sky as well, my God, like how, how can that be bad for the industry? There's, there's a pattern though, isn't it? As soon as you leave Little Birdie, you kick. So 
Where do I leave? Where well, do I start? I, I just I just need to lock the doors. <laughs> okay, we're going to pack myself somewhere else. <laughs> we'll, we'll all kick. We'll just where, turn off the lights. Where do we have to go? Anywhere? <laughs> just anywhere. Uh, but that is spot on, Walt. That is spot on. No interest in Murray Bridge. I haven't done any form, but I thought he's, a, he's an absolute gun. Mm. And I was sitting around. I didn't. Have, I was just watching, doing some videos and stuff. And I thought, when the race is up, have a listen and see what he likes. And I was just having a little pickle away. But yeah, and you're, and you're not that. Of, like you're not a high, like you're not someone that's going to do that traditionally. You know what I mean? No. So it's basically bringing you out of retirement. So what's it going to do to the person who's sitting there keen to go? Yeah. And Bang. now they're back in a winner. They're turning the money over. Wow. Bet with know? confidence. How good? That's the whole thing. And as I said, I was on his two, his best value and his best bet. And like they didn't win. They were huge runs. Like mine was fifteen. His best value was fifteen dollars. Got home like a steam train, and his best bet was six dollars, and set up three wide on the on the pace and the favourite the suck run behind it and nailed it. Though you know, best bet six dollars and best value is fifteen dollars. About ran second. Terrific. So he's a he's a he's a beauty, Johnny Kelton. It's been a uh, great show. We've done the barrier draw for the stream, which is going to be fantastic. If uh, you're interested to uh, throw a dart and try and win you or your mates or your dad or a golf lover that you know uh, and get him a spot over to uh, the US Masters Augusta, we'll launch that one uh, tomorrow, I think, or Monday at the latest. So make sure you uh, head to at Little Birdie TV or just head to our website, uh, littlebirdie.tv, and there'll be more details around that one. Very excited. Is it settled with a duck race? How are we drawing the raffle? Is it a duck race of all the people in the raffle? I had paddle pop sticks ready to go in a stubby holder. So oh, yeah, this is this is not rotable. I'll hold it so Walt can't look at it. And then next thing you know, he throws us off with this stupid duck. <laughs> Goodbye. Good luck on the weekend. <laughs>